Welcome back to the Retro Nomopod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. I am your host that has been gone for way too many weeks, and for that I apologize. I am Toby, and hold it down for me while I was gone is my beautiful best friend and co-host, Rick. How you doing, buddy? Long time no see. Kind Man, of. I'm, I'm doing so good. I mean, we see each other all the time. It's um, yeah, it's great, man. Sans you know microphones, yeah, no. sans microphones, IRL, as they say, or something. I don't know what the yeah. digital equivalent of that is, but I've, in the metaverse, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a weird question for another time. Um, with that being said, I do want to just confront the elephant in the room. Uh, if you're watching this live or on YouTube later, you will see. I have a new background, and now I'm officially moved into my house. It has been a crazy month, okay? And for that, I apologize. I will take all the blame on the podcast that we've been missing, but we are back in it now with the new studio. I got new equipment. Shit's nice. I got central air, so you don't hear a goddamn air conditioner from across the room blowing constantly. I'm I'm legitimately cold sitting in my little dungeon basement right here. It's amazing. If y'all could fill my nipples, I would let you. Talk about a 4D experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with the fills. I'm I don't want the smells. I don't want smells of 4D to be pushed upon me, you know? Like that's weird. Like the fill stuff, you want to spritz water on me, that's cool, you know? The minute you start like throwing smells into the mix, like I'm out because what you think maybe smells okay or not that bad could smell like fucking vomit to me. And I do not know. We don't know. I don't want to play that. I don't. So fuck, fuck a 40. <laughs> Look, and the 3D movies, that shit can go the fuck out the window too, because I don't want to wear the stupid glasses. I already have to wear glasses. The 3D glasses on top of the glasses. It's just a fucking headache machine. I'm good. I don't even like going to the theater. Fuck. Yeah. You know this. God damn it. It's been a long time. I can't stop. Shush. Anyways. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, weird question of the week. Let's get on to another rambling. Um, if Earth was a giant computer, would it be big enough to run the simulation of life on the planet? Okay. So if if just Earth in general was a computer, right? Like we right. just we just cut Earth in half and it was nothing but, you know, circuit boards and wires. Would it be able to run life as we know it? I don't think so. I don't think I, I don't think so. Because look, I've got a pretty nice graphics card in my computer. I don't know. Earth's pretty fucking big. It's pretty huge. But if you look back at like you remember like you see we'll we'll talk about uh is it Space Wars? I want to say it's Space Wars, the MIT game mm-hmm. um where they built that it's pretty much the very first video game, right? Uh, that computer was like the size of a room, like bigger than the room that I'm currently in. Right. And it was running this little game, this little. So if you look at it and like, you know, at this point we can't really do upgrades to the earth. I'm going to say no, there's no fucking way we need a bigger computer. I think. Right. Cause like you think of like, I don't know, Skyrim and like, the amount of graphical power it needs to run that thing. Because the, the world's ever-changing in that thing. Like, one moment, there's a dragon over here. But then you go back an hour later, and, oh, he's flown off. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's the whole horizon thing where as you're coming close to something, it renders and oh, now there's a mountainside. It is that like imagine that done for seven billion people. Okay. And so if if that's the case, like for someone like you or I, who both our eyesight is not great, apparently. <laughs> Is our render resolution just turned down? Oh, you know, yeah, like my render resolution is just garbage. I I yeah. have to imagine so, right? Like there's people out there that are just seeing in like 140 frames per second and I'm walking around at like a solid 38. You know, like I'm barely uh, over normal television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 480. Here yeah, we are you know, here, like CRT until we're literally like, oh, it's a microphone. All right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm good, like 18 inches away from my eyes. Anything beyond that. And that's not including nighttime or rain or anything no, else that affects with that. It's not it's not good. No, it, it just it it doesn't it does not turn out to be good. But if Earth was a giant computer. It, okay, so this is where you get me, right? Is if Earth was big enough to run the simulation of life on the planet, assumably our planet. Now, I would have immediately said no if we just said anything bigger than Earth. Now, I'm going to throw a scenario at you, all right? Oh, I love a good scenario. Because instead of Earth being the computer, right, each country or con- – well, so we won't say country. We'll say continent. Each continent is at its own – computer simulation right the oceans and the lakes are all the cooling system just running through all right and like our computer has just our simulation has ran amok and now our cooling system's fucking everything up and it's melting all the other shit so now we're just overflowing our fucking computer with cooling systems and that's quote-unquote global warming it's just our heat sink running a little too hard. But, and that's also the reason that in different countries and continents, we get different types of government because their simulation is ran on a different program. You know, China run on a communist program. Communism.exe. Um, America's democracy version 9.7.exe. <laughs> yeah. We're, so, we're just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Whoever programmed our shit is just banging his fucking head on the keyboard right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the theory in that because, yeah. I mean, it doesn't add to it, but I don't know. I don't know enough about computers to be like if it's possible or not. I like the idea of it, like in theory of like the whole Matrix thing of like, oh, we're all in this simulation, but it's like a simulation, but the real world is actually this, but it's, you know, it's, like. It's. Look, I I would consider us running in a simulation more plausible than flat earth. You know? Like if you put those two conspiracies in front of me, I'd I'd a thousand times overpick simulation. Yeah. Like we're just running through. Like we're the fucking you know, the galaxy and the kitty's necklace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't it's know. um it's a lay matrix though, if this is uh if we are in, like outside the, well, I guess no, we wouldn't be. It's still just like, man, if I was in the Matrix, I'd want to know that like it was a little better. But I guess we are still like plugged in, so that's why our yeah. lives are kind of mundane compared to the like, problem is we Neo. just haven't had anyone show us that there is like a cheat code, you know? Like, yeah, we don't have that Konami code, I you know, for the Matrix. Do. I'm just see. This is why, and this is a conversation for a different time. We're gonna move on after this before I get into some shit. Uh, but this is why I believe 
not necessarily in the Illuminati, but a situation kind of like the Illuminati. I'm a big like Freemason fan and like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Daisy and I have talked about it. If I was ever approached to be a Freemason, I'd be out. Like I just, we'd drop everything because I need to know the fucking secrets and they know the secrets. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I hope we're not in a simulation, but I also hope we are in a simulation because I really, really want to believe in reincarnation. And I think in a simulation, we could believe in that. Like you game over reboot them. Yep. Switch switch tubs. Move along. Um, Weird question. That is a weird question. But I do have some good news, and we meant to bring this up a couple weeks ago, but due to some circumstances that I don't want to discuss any longer, we uh, we got another review on the iTunes, and I just want to remind everyone, Fuck yeah! if you enjoy what you hear, especially if you have an iPhone, we know that you can't do it via Spotify or Google Play, and I don't know why people don't have review systems, maybe because assholes just bomb review shit reviews on good things. It it works for us. Any good review, anything, even if it's just as simple as a five stars and not leaving it, uh, that's that's helpful for us. So we just want to keep putting that out into the ether. Uh, five star reviews, especially, help us on iTunes for visibility. That it's just that's plain and simple. But we got a five star. This is back on August twenty seventh of this year, um, titled "Right in the Fills." Gave us a five-star review. It says, love this podcast. If you like feeling nostalgic, then this is for you, such as I am approved. Keep up the great work, gents. Mark. Mark, fucking thank you, sir. That's tits. And thank you. Mark's a great guy on a personal level. Like We've seen his band, Such As I Am, live a handful of times, and it's like great rock and roll metal music that it's phenomenal. And the dude's great. And yeah but perfect yes right? leave those reviews it's it's awesome we may try to find a link uh hope i wonder if he's on spotify or something i believe so uh hopefully by the time you guys hear this there either will or won't be a link to such as i am in the show notes so we shall see <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely um so in the interim in time as we do we've watched a lot of stuff so i'm going to kind of blast through this Lightning round style because you have watched a lot of stuff. We have seen some stuff. So starting with the first thing is Vacation Friends. Uh, the big star in it is John Cena, um, with uh, uh, Ray, little Ray Howley, Howley. Could never say that guy's name. Um, kind of the you know odd couple, kind of crazy kooky couple mixed with like a very conservative kind of couple. They meet over on vacation. Um, super funny, super heartfelt. It takes twists and turns you don't expect in those kind of movies. Highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. Check it out, John Cena. As you might not have seen him before. Um, sweet girl. Before this you move still- on, hold on. I saw I'm a good. picture the other day that showed John Cena turning into Ernest, and it was like, what? Hit, yeah, it was him and like a side by side, side by side picture of him and Jim Varney, and bruh, like if they wanted to reboot Ernest, he could fucking do it. Could you like, mad? He would too. Like, oh, he would. He's turning he's, into a great actor. Yeah, I, I just that would be wild. Uh, Although it'd be like Ernest, like with jackass Ernest. He'd, model, be, like. he'd be throwing the kids instead of getting bullied by them. <laughs> exactly. It makes it even funnier if he's still getting bullied and he's that big though. You know, like leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, he's just curled up in the fetal position. <laughs> 
I thought being bigger would help, but it doesn't. Why? <laughs> um, you know what I mean, Vern? Um, next movie on Netflix, uh, Sweet Girl starring Jason Momoa. Um, this one's about like uh, his wife is on cancer and there's this drug that's supposed to help. But then the drug company pulls out. So and he makes a call to this guy who's like, hey, if my wife die dies you die and it's a big kind of conspiracy thing what happens twist turns in that one a pretty good movie i i don't know i kind of fell asleep midway through i've gone back and watched it recently but pretty like, good movie and i didn't make it all the way through but <laughs> if you like jason momo you like this movie um there's a twi- big twist in it i'm not gonna ruin here so go watch it it's on netflix final space this is a phenomenal animated space Ooh, opera it's animated it's it's on hulu they only have three seasons right now um it's like hilarious legitly hilarious and then there's times where it legitly makes you tear up and you're like what the fuck am i doing and it's animated yes is it an anime or is it like american anime no it's 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 definitely very much like it it's it's american animated okay um and it's got a killer voice cast, and it's produced by the Team Coco, so like Conan O'Brien's oh, production okay. company. So it's really solid, fantastic. If you like space stuff, it's great. Or if you just like good comedy stuff, it's great because it does a lot of neat, interesting things. I love Check animated comedies. <sighs> so good. Final Space on Hulu. Um, next one, Marvel's uh, Wastelanders Old Man Star-Lord. It's a podcast, so it's a limited, uh, self-contained 10 episodes of a podcast you're basically following star lord as he comes back to earth after 30 years he's an old ass man in this thing which is phenomenal and he's actually played by poindexter from revenge of the nerds oh which really? is kind of fun yeah it's super like what the that's fuck? like a crazy odd pool yeah right um and uh it's just him and and him and rocket basically trying to save earth from uh dr doom very cool I love um, the uh, podcast, like the short form story podcast. Yeah, it's just Ooh, like I love here's it. what we have, and they've got great sound effects. As you guys know, I like the kind of three D immersive podcast, and this one does a great job, especially with like spacey stuff. But also, like once they get to Earth, it's less spacey, so it's kind of feels like an old Western kind of thing. Huh. Uh, check that one out. It's a podcast available everywhere you can get your podcast. It's Marvel, so you know it's everywhere you can get it. Um, Here's a weird movie that's like a remake. Well, it is a remake because it's He's All That uh, on Netflix. This is the Amanda Bynes. Like, no, this is not. Yeah, this was. Um, she's All That. Wasn't that Amanda Bynes? That was. No, what's her freaking name? Uh, you're going to make me pull it up. It's. Um, it wasn't Amanda Bynes. Mandy it Moore? is. Not Mandy Moore. <laughs> it's, it is. Hang on. We're going to get there. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook, where they basically take a girl who's like the outcast because she has glasses and overalls. Oh, okay. And they basically have a bet to be like, oh, I bet you, you can't remake her to become prom queen. So this movie, he's all that, does basically that, but instead of a she, it's a he. Look, all I know is the fact that it's a dude. Means that under what, however they made him ugly, he's a fucking ripped ass. Like, oh, exactly. And it's like it's, you were always hot, you fucking asshole. Like the girls, like can change. The boys can't. Yeah, and it's the kid uh, Tanner Buchanan from uh, 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 Cobra Kai. If you've watched that, I have not. It's it's I like Johnny's Johnny's kid. So like, 
Yeah, he's fucking ripped from being karate fucking dude, you know? And yeah, then, go fuck yourself. That's a personality thing. If you got a shit personality, you just got a shit personality. I don't care what body looks like. Yeah. Fucking and assholes. So, and that's kind of his whole thing is that he's kind of just a dick. Like, he shits on everything. He shits on the popular kids because they're popular. That old, like, oh, I'm outside. I don't contend to the, the popular norm. I don't and care what like, anybody right. says. Being popular is the key. Like it's just being it is, liked and popular. Yeah, exactly. It's it's exactly what you expect this to be. It's but what's cool is they've got Matthew Lillard coming awesome. back to play the principal. He holds it down. He's probably the best thing about this whole damn movie. And Rachel Lee Cook comes back as the mom to Addison Ray's. That's cool. Uh, damn, it's uh, Addison Ray. Yeah. So okay, so you're aware? Okay, I didn't. I don't know if you were aware. I know who Addison Ad- Ray is. That's. I didn't know until this. I was like, who is she? Look it up. Oh, okay. That's Im- she's an influencer. Know. Yeah, truly an influencer who wants to be a actress, but it's worse. And shit ass movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it, it, it got popular. Everybody was talking about it for a hot minute. And it's fine. It's perfectly serviceable as a reboot of a movie that was just okay back in the day. Yeah, so. get that shit out of my face. Moving on. Uh, Cinderella on Amazon Prime. This is Camilla Cabello, right? This is Camilla Cabello uh, doing her thing. It's definitely a musical, so if you don't like musicals, you can go fuck off. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, I don't. I actually really enjoyed this one because it's a different take, right? Like they kind of change the story of Cinderella. Yeah, because instead of her growing up to find the guy who will save her, blah, 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 whatever. Like she wants to grow up to be a, a dressmaker, which, you know, with the help of her, her mice and all that kind of stuff, she, you know, it's like, okay, all right, cool. So it is a different story and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of like, I mean, you can't expect much out of this. Like, yeah, for what it is, it's been told a thousand times. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Many drivers in it. I'm a big fan of hers. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan's in it. So he holds it down. Interesting. Uh, Idina Mazel is in it, who everybody knows is fucking fucking Elsa. And she sings it, and you're like, God damn. See, she- and I, the first time I ever heard Idina Mazel was Wicked. Yeah. Uh, back when I was in high school, and I had a friend who was a theater nerd show me. And there, that girl's voice, dude, I've, even from back then to now, because she's getting older now. Like, I think she's in like her early 50s. Yeah, but dude, D- she's dude, still. Her voice is. Like, she may How? have one of the best female voice, and Camille Cabello, same thing. Like her voice yeah. is fantastic, but Idina yeah. Menzel, anything, anything that she's in, stills the show for me. But yeah, for for kids nowadays, that that's the voice of Elsa. <laughs> there's, yeah, <laughs> there's a reason girl. Elsa was so fucking good. Yeah, a whole generation is like, oh, Elsa. So um, yeah, check that out. It's on Amer- uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a fun take on Cinderella, but it's not like it's breaking. Anything new, but it is it is fun. They do a lot of that uh, jukebox kind of musical kind of stuff where popular songs are infused oh, into yeah. the movie. I love that shit. Like oh, that Pitch Perfect yeah. style remix You're shit. Like, I could sing with this song. We got this. Yeah. This is fucking bopping. <laughs> this is fucking doing it. Um, moving on. This is one that I think we actually both have seen, so we can kind of touch on it. Uh, the Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, based off of a real story of a dude who got possessed and killed some folks did some murdering and then the uh oh god why can't i recall their names the uh the warrens the warrens and lorraine warren yeah they come through to basically prove that 
uh, possession is a thing, and they do it in the court of law, which is like unheard of. Yeah, this was uh, the first time. So the story that this was based off was the first time that it was that they pled not guilty due to demonic possession, um, not insanity, not you know being crazy, mm-hmm. legitimately like trying to prove that this was done without you know that person knowing pretty much. Um, yeah, this one's interesting. The Conjuring movies, especially the first two, and I'm just talking about the Conjuring. I'm not talking about the Annabelle or Nun movies. Those are uh, are different. These, um, I still proclaim that the original Conjuring is in the top three scariest movies of all time. Like it, that that movie, it freaks me the fuck out, and. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's Vera. What is her name? Vera something. Uh, Farmiga? Far- yes. Farmiga? Something like that. And I first saw her because she was the mom in, uh, and I've seen her in other things, but the first time I ever noticed like just her crazy good acting is Bates Motel. Yeah. Um, and she is fantastic in Bates Motel. Such a solid show. Um, these, these two acting wise and character wise, they couldn't have chose two better people to play Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. Um, this being the third one, it is my third favorite of the three. Like yeah. it's, it's good and they're great in it, but the storyline, the way that it plays out, it was almost a little overplayed and they, they fell into that trap where like the original, the first two conjurings were very, um, anticipation scary. Mm-hmm. Like you knew shit was happening or about to happen, and that's what scared you. Whereas this one, they kind of went into that like paranormal activity, like jumpy, yeah. you know, kind of. And it's like that's not why I watched that. I want to like mm-hmm. turn the movie off and be like, "What the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> what the fuck?" And they didn't do that with this one. And yeah. it, it was look, it's a fine movie. Daisy and I actually just bought the uh, the trilogy on Blu-ray, so nice. we'll be able to watch because October's coming up, baby. It's fucking horror month. Spooktober or whatever the fuck we called it last year that I hated. <laughs> um, but no, I, I watched this one when it came out. We were super stoked and watched the first two Conjurings before this one. Um, and, you know, it's a fine movie. If you get a chance to watch it, watch it, especially if you can watch all three of them, because they are all based on on true stories, you know, and uh, they use like some footage and stuff from like the real court case and stuff yeah. at the end, which is cool. Um I mean, it's it's fun. It's fun. But yeah. that first one, whew, whew, that shit is, I, that's pissed my pants scary, dude. Like, that movie fucks me up. Like, I have to go lay down in bed, put on, like, Jimmy Neutron for, like, 45 minutes, you know, keep the lamp on. That That's that's what that movie does to me. <laughs> I Yeah, they're fantastic because it is just a good, solid kind of spooky ooky movie like yeah, yeah it is the third one but it is still like very much serviceable in their universe whatever they're calling it i don't know if it's the conjuring universe i don't i don't care i hope but, they're not calling I mean, it because they do the set yeah the whole it's got to be the warren cinematic universe you yeah know? yeah it has to be and you don't need all that shit just no no you don't do need good movies and have if the connective tissue just happens to be these two folks sweet their do stories are great. More of those two, we will absolutely watch more from them, but yep. you don't necessarily have to pivot all on them. Like, I'm over them now. Like, cool. 
like drop the Warren stuff. I've got all this stuff because the numb was good. Annabelle yeah. was fine. Yeah. Um, there was yeah. one other because I think the Nun is due for one more. I think I think the Nun trilogy or it just came out with the trilogy because they did the Spanish one too. I don't La know if La Lorena. Yeah, like that. yeah, whatever it was, they and did that one too. Annabelle, Annabelle comes home, and Anna. There's a third Annabelle too. Annabelle sucking that dick. Yeah, something, something like Annabelle escapes again. <laughs> yeah, like we got to really put Look, a better lock. Burn on this, this thing. bitch. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, H HBO Max I think is where I watched that one. Um, yeah. So check it out if you like the spooky ooky stuff. Uh, but moving from spooky to the absolute absolute opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> what I have Pop- to watch before I go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, Paw Patrol, the movie. Uh, so we watched this one on uh, Paramount Plus. God, Paramount, like all these streaming ah, services, makes it so easy to watch some of these movies. I would not go to the theater because my kids are not ready for that experience. No, but uh, Paw Patrol, the movie, actually a lot of fun, um, super enjoyable, and um, that's all I can really say yeah, about it. It's fucking Paw Patrol without commercials. It's Patrol, like. <laughs> It's a longer story. They go to the city instead of being at Rescue Bay or whatever it's called. So, like, hey, if you enjoy uh, all the dogs doing the dog stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, check it out. <laughs> but my last movie goes back into the spooky ooky with uh, The Quiet Place Part 2 on Paramount+. Plus. Did you watch that one? I did not, know. I, I haven't seen either one of these, actually. I liked it. It was a... a, a Is the first sequ- one the one with... This is this John Krasinski that was in the yeah. first one, and Emily Blunt, the yeah, married okay. couple. Um, oh yeah, they are married, huh? They come back, and I don't know it's always a weird thing. Like the 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 babies in the apocalypse thing always seems weird, but they do it in an interesting way with like the box with the oxygen. But that's okay. Side side tangent. Look, <laughs> look, right? You got a young one. <laughs> He's yeah. almost too young. You have to you have to save that. You have a newborn, say a year younger, right? And shit goes down. The apocalypse happens. Do you kill that baby? Like, that's rough, dude. Uh, especially since I've already had, you know, because they already had two kids previously. And then they have this third kid during this, uh, the first movie, during the whole, after the shit has gone down. So it's like, what do we do? So having two kids already, the answer is no, I couldn't. There's no way because it's already like, no, this is my kid. I can't do that. Even though in the right mind, you'd be like, you yeah, kill that baby. Like, yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're just you know, like, the fucking kill that baby, like, bro. <laughs> you kind of might have to. I mean, because you ever you had lamb chops? Hey, sh- sh- shut up. Exactly. That's goes, what I'm saying. Like, you, Captain. Look, I, I don't have children, right? You know, so it's real easy for me to be like, well, I'm just not going to have children. It's pilots. Yeah. I'm fitting for myself. Yeah. You know, we have a yeah. child. I'm fucking killing this child. Like yeah. China. Yeah. But. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely great. Uh, they kind of do an interesting thing where it's almost like a prequel sequel because they show like kind of how the creatures get there kind of without being like, and this happened. But like, so it's kind of like, oh, here's the events before shit goes down. And then you pick up where the last one left off, which is kind of fun. I think he did it just so John Krasinski could get the actor credit as well in it. <laughs> and it, it is a horror movie, right? It's supposed to be a horror movie? Oh, absolutely. It's got all the tension you want in it and the like Yeah. Huh. I may have to check them out. Are Good did movie. they put both of them on Paramount? 
Can I watch uh, both of them? I feel like I want to say yes. It's either both of them are on Paramount or one's on HBO Max. I know if you were to search for one, it's probably with the other, but I definitely know Quiet Place Part 2 is on Paramount Plus because that's where we watched it. So I imagine why would the first one be there, but weird. weird Dude, they shit. do that shit all the time where you get like yeah. like the biggest issue that I've had, and they fixed it now because I think HBO has them all, but uh, the biggest issue I've had for movies in the last like three years is the Transformers movies. And like every streaming service had the third Transformers movies, which who the fuck wants to watch that one? And just like in the last month, HBO got the rights to all of them. So you can go watch it like one through four on there. And the Bumblebee movie, I think. I like that Bumblebee movie. Dude, it's just, but like, I, I rewatched the first Transformers, uh, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And you that fucking movie is so good. From it like is. beginning to end, the transforming sequences, amazing. Megan Fox, hot as fuck. You yeah. know, Shia LaBeouf, he's great. He's great, yeah. Spaz, yeah. you know, spastic motherfucker. He's fantastic. They're, they're great movies, yeah. great movies. Well, until the later like bit when they start bringing King Arthur and all that shit in. Yeah, they get real weird, dude. They get super weird. The first dark, two, dark, dark of the moon or yeah. whatever the fuck it's called, not Dark Side because it's not Pink Floyd. Uh, <laughs> it's just like what the fuck. That's where it really was like. What are you guys doing right now? But you're yeah. still making a billion dollars, billions. You know, like <laughs> Michael Bay's like, I'm like, doing whatever the fuck I want. We're exactly. blowing shit oh. up, bro. He's gonna ride a dinosaur. It's <laughs> a dinosaur. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, quiet place to check it out. Uh part two, Paramount Plus. Uh moving on to some news. Uh first thing. Uh Halo, his final is it out yet? Uh no, they're calling December twenty second, if I remember right. Groovy. Well, as has been known to happen in the past, um, a themed Xbox coming out, and this is for the new Xbox Series X, the newest of the new. Um, they're coming out with a Halo-themed Xbox Series X, and God damn, it looks good, man. Dude, it looks badass. They made the like the Xbox button gold. Um, I tell you what I think I am going to buy. Um I probably won't touch the console. The console's beautiful, right? Yeah. I've really been itching to buy an Xbox Elite controller. Mm-hmm. And the Elite controller that they're releasing for the Halo release, $200 fucking Xbox controller. But it is beautiful. It, it, fun fact about it, it actually comes with a hand attachment that you can actually mold to yourself so you can jerk yourself off with that. Oh, okay. I thought you were being controller. serious for a second. And... uh I mean, I guess you kind of are, because I will. Like, <laughs> like, like it, it's this con- for- this controller is. I mean, it's fucking. It's glorious. For two hundred bucks, it better freaking. Dude, they're so customizable and everything, though. Like, apparently, they're such good controllers. Like, they're insanely God. good controllers. Damn, that's a hot looking controller. The green, dude. Just... The green with the gold D pads and everything. Oh. Oh, they. It's just. It's so. Oh, they did such a good job on it, and you know. Look, for listeners of the podcast, um, it comes out on my birthday. So, um, <laughs> cash at me, I guess. <laughs> That's how we do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or Xbox, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like uh, free 
free publicity. Local yeah. man gets this. This is cool. And I, this is you know, I will say, okay, you guys can't see on the video here, but up into my right is my original Xbox Halo edition and my Halo Three edition Xbox Three Sixty sitting up on the shelf in the boxes. Um, big Halo fan. Can't wait for Halo. Cannot wait for Halo. There'll be some streams of that coming up before you know too long. We actually got a bunch of stuff coming out soon that you guys are going to get to see. Back for Blood next month. Uh, they just delayed Battlefield, which is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. I can't believe you delayed Battlefield. Why would you do Look, that? Look, I understand we want the game to be ready. You're pushing Battlefield back to the start of Halo. Like, as you know, I want to play Battlefield real fucking bad. Real yeah, fucking bad. Am I going to play Battlefield over Halo? Definitely not. And there's no way I can play both of those games at the same time. There's just no fucking way. So, I I mean, you got feet, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm already bad at shooters. <laughs> I can't be playing two different shooters. <laughs> um. So this next story is pretty wild. Um. So everybody <laughs> knows about OnlyFans. We joke about it quite a bit on this thing because you know we're like, hey, if you're gonna join our OnlyFans, it's only you know a buck a month or whatever. You can see us nude if that's something you're into, but um, nude-ish, nude-ish. So <laughs> recently, OnlyFans decided to bar, uh, starting in October, <laughs> any sexually explicit videos. <laughs> what? These oh, ones, they're so oh. stupid. Okay, they're so dumb. So they come out and say that like. It has something to do with the credit card companies, like, not wanting to put in, like, put their names attached to something like OnlyFans. Okay, because some of these girls are making, you know, a ridiculous amount of money. Like, just a ridiculous amount of money. (laughs) Put the dick of ridiculous. If I'm going to buy, if I'm going to buy lewd photos from, you know influencers or celebrities i want fucking nude photos or else i'm not gonna pay for them i don't pay for them anyway i've never subscribed to any of these nude sites anyway but if i was gonna i want to see some shit you know i don't need to see you in lingerie i don't care like i don't i don't care so they come out and do this and fucking pretty much just like immediately file bankruptcy (laughs) they're just Uh. like well (laughs) so everyone jumps to a site called fansly Right, which is practically only fans, but newer, and they crash fancy. Like they, they, that site cannot withstand all the new people coming to this site. So I think it's less than a week. OnlyFans comes out and was like, yo, 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 (laughs) my bad. (laughs) Like actually, (laughs) we've talked to the credit card companies. We're just not going to change anything. Please come back to us. So (laughs) it's just like, look. Two things. First of all, if you got a body and you want to sell it and you can make money off of it, fucking good for you. Because if I had that, I would show it. Like, yeah. I would be like, I I would be on. Somebody wants me to helicopter my dick in a fucking TikTok style <laughs> OnlyFans video for $1,000. Guess what, boys? We fly into fucking Inspector Gadget style with this helicopter dick. All right, we're doing it. I think people should be able to sell their fucking bodies. I think I'm one of those people. I think prostitution should be legal, should be sanctioned and fucking legal. Let them let them do it. If they want to do it, let them do it. It's not hurting nobody. I Make like seeing safe. tits. You know, yeah. 
and I mean, I think there's, I think there's dicks on there too. I, I don't know. I've never delved into OnlyFans, but it was a real fucking stupid it's on their part. Hilarious. Like, it's like, oh, hey, everybody knows what we're known for, you know, nudity, if not more than just that. And we want to be the next TikTok. Well, it's like, no, you already got this super great niche where everybody knows, hey, if you want to see, I mean, certain celebrities are on there or even not just like everyday people. Fuck, you can go on there and see naked people doing stuff. Dude, like, a, 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 yeah. just about anything. And like, for example, and then we can jump off of it because it, it's it's one of those things, like I said, that if people want to do it, good for you. Good for you. Absolutely. Uh, Jessica Andrade, I, I probably butchered that last name. She's a UFC fighter, right? Female UFC mm-hmm. fighter. Well, her OnlyFan nudes leak, and she's doing full nude like sets, right? So her nudes leak, and she comes out, and she's like, look, I don't give a shit. She's like, I paid off my house and two cars with money from OnlyFans. She's like, you think I was making money fighting? No. Like, I drive this and own this because of OnlyFans. I fight because I like to fight. And it was just like good for you like she's not making great fucking money fighting in the ufc but she can go do what she loves to do and then her side hustle is just taking pictures of herself naked and then selling them on the internet to fucking dudes that want to see this ufc fighter naked like yeah fucking good for her yeah all the only fans they were they were dumb dude that that was dumb they were like we're no longer uh tumblr did the same thing man oh yeah that's what happened to tumblr yeah. The minute they stopped allowing nudity on Tumblr, everyone was like, and we're all on Reddit now. I, I had a buddy that was the same way. He he used Tumblr. Like, that was his only form of social media. And the minute they they got rid of all the fun stuff on Tumblr, I was like, yo, dude, check out Reddit. Like, it's better. And now, all of a sudden, Reddit's still, you know, Reddit's. Reddit's, they're, Reddit's Reddit is. They're okay, but they're better than Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, d- dumb, dumb mistake for OnlyFans. Yeah. So Mountain Dew, one of our favorite things on this podcast, as they keep doing, keeps releasing new flavors. And in a new, like, what the hell are you thinking twist, they came out with a flaming hot flavor. (laughs) On paper, (laughs) on paper, this sounds like the worst mistake since OnlyFans wanting to go (laughs) (laughs) non-nude. But... Fun little story. So we've got this guy who's been on the podcast a few times, uh, Drew, who was able to get his hands onto two cans. So that's exactly what he did. He went and got us two cans. So we're going to put up a video on YouTube. Uh, the uh, can is so sick. The the can is like whoever designed it really yeah. knew what they were doing. With they that. did a great ass job with the can. So we tasted it. And um, I mean, it's a weird thing because it is kind of like, ugh. so we tried it. And it's good. It's legitly okay, good. Let me, let me ask. Um, you and I kind of previously talked about this. Did you try it cold? Yes. Okay. Did you try it warm? We haven't tried it warm. That's why I'm keeping this one away from okay. the fridge. And I, I might go stick it in my car. But the, Oh, my God. Oh, like a fucking hot tea Mountain Dew flaming hot. Fucking hot. Flaming hot. <laughs> flaming hot Mountain Dew. That, that sounds so gross. Now, I will say, like, I've had... Um, especially in the winter time, they do a lot of like, um, stouts beers with like a pepper backing. Um, and one of the best stouts I've ever had was backed with green chili. Like they, they actually brewed it with green chili and did not think I'd like it. And I tell you what, it was fucking awesome. 
Yeah. Like it warm you up like cider, but it's a it's a beer. It's kind of spicy. Yeah. It's almost like a meal. I couldn't drink a couple of them, you know. You wouldn't want to. But like something like that, dude. It just like I love Mountain Dew. Of course, we we love Mountain Dew, you know. But that is just whew, like you just really and these you can't just buy these, right? Like you had no, to order sold them. Out. Yeah, from sold out. Drew was lucky enough to find. I don't know where the fuck he found it, but like he was able to get it. But it wasn't from like Mountain Dew or some authorized person. It was oh, just Facebook some person. Marketplace like, that bitch. Yeah, something, right? But Ooh, uh, but you guys are making a video on that one for the taste we, test? We made a video. Um, I don't know if I should share my opinion here. Um, like, let's post a video this week. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. All right. I'll get yeah, that. But you give it a thumbs up? Oh, absolutely. Like The, co- the cold version? Thumbs up? The, the cold version is definitely worth its weight and... Um, a 12 ounce can. I don't know. <laughs> if you had to black market a Mountain Dew Flaming Hot can, how much would you pay to buy another one? Me? Yeah. I wouldn't pay anything to do that because, I mean. It's not that good. <laughs> it's it's, it's I, a I, weird. Drinking like, one of them was enough. Drew was the one who purchased it. And he said for the money he spent on it, which I think he says was $30, which is, you know, pretty that, big deal for that. Yeah, that sounds about right, though. But he says, like, for what I spent on it, it's worth it. Okay. So, thirty bucks for two cans. Okay. Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. We, you know, look. I we know what's coming up, right? Now that we're back in. Uh... Oh fuck yeah, we got yes. Uh, uh, I don't have my. I don't have my chip. There, there is uh, there is a spicy video coming up on the YouTube very soon. Now that we've got, die. now that I've got most of my shit set back up. We're gonna die. <laughs> um, I, I'm so yeah. scared of that one chip challenge, dude. Oh, it's it's going to be so much fun. Um, it's going to be something. <laughs> so, uh, as things... Okay, let me start. The, as companies are known to do, sometimes they like to do kind of a cross-promotion thing. Well, Arby's, you know, we've got the meats. Um, they came out with some dice, some D&D dice. And looking at them, they're kind of cool, man. Dude, these, these things are sick. I, I, have a I buddy. think they're so sick. Uh, Tyler, longtime listener to us, he even said, like, hey, if I were to ever play D&D, these are the dice I would use. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they've got the Arby's like, cowboy hat on them. Cowboy hat. They're all clear and gold. Uh, they're super sexy. Yeah, it's 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 a solid. Is it like, a cowboy hat inside all the dice? <gasps> no fucking way it is. That's fucking wild, dude. Oh, these guys are so good. Dude, the six-sided with the cowboy hat in it, though. Yeah, I did not realize. Neither did I. That's badass. I want them even more now. Oh, man. Well, they're sold out right now, but like. Of course they are. God damn it. But only 12 bucks for the dice, so of course they're sold out. Why can't I just go buy these at a restaurant? Like, ship them out like Happy Meal toys. Oh. And let me just like let me <laughs> get a beef and cheddar and some fucking dice. <laughs> they do an Arby's meal where basically you get a dice and like you're like, oh man, I hope I I, I really need a D10, and you keep like getting like the D6. Like, yeah, it's just the one single die in the bag. <laughs> you guys have any of this? That's like, no, nah, man, we're all out of that. Maybe next week we'll have the, the D20s D10. across the country, you know, because they only yeah, ship yeah, like yeah, how yeah. they used to do the monopoly yeah, yeah. shit. Like, like it's right here, there, here, here. Oh, sorry, you're not in the right 
whatever you call it. But uh, kind of cool. I love cross promotion shit, as we've talked about. KFC is one of the biggest proponents of it. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Dairy Queen did one once where uh, they basically came out with a fall sweater that basically has a pocket big enough for a, a blizzard ice cream and one singular pocket for the red spoon. Stupid shit, but man, I eat I, it up. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. <clears throat> Yeah, this uh, is cool, and it's fucking a roast beef fast food joint did a D&D crossover, and it's not just like, hey, here's a D20, that's bullshit. They're like, no, here's a full set. Yeah. Like, now we're going to have to do a fucking, you know, we've got the meats campaign run, where it's like we're trying to save a fucking the last Arby's in the nation from being overrun by chicken sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? We're Join the chicken wars. Yeah, you're a little late to the party, dude, but whatever um moving right along um so april o'neill you know from teenage mutant ninja turtles she's finally going to be a playable character yeah she's she's been around since the get-go and she's been like a like a background character in all this video game nonsense for long enough well in the new teenage mutant ninja Turtles: shredder's revenge she'll be playable dude i'm so excited for this game I'm so excited for this game. The more I see about it. It looks so good. Just a good old, you know, whatever, thirty. we'll call it a 32-bit, you know, beat, beat just fucking. That's what it is. Beat them yeah. up. Um, I also think they released April O'Neil as a playable character in that Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl or whatever. Did they really? I think so. If I'm not mistaken, she got released to both of them. Um. And that they, they like released that she was going to be a playable character like same day, which was kind of cool. I like, I, I dig that. Like, why not? Like, she's been in it. Everybody knows who the hell she is. Not like it's going to hurt your brand to include her. No, 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 no. By no means. This, this was cool. I'm excited for both of those games. This one I'm really excited about. I want, you know, I want this on Switch real bad just as a beat em up. Um, yeah. Ooh, and I have to talk about it. I bought a new Sega game this past week that is a beautiful beat 'em up, a Street of Rage clone. But we'll talk about that next week. On because yeah, April O'Neil. Yeah, you're right. All Star Brawl. There it is. She's going to be in it. Cat Dog's going to be Dog in it. Got I mean, released. Yep. Dude, dude, we are living in a good time. Yeah, games are going to be good. Games are going to be good. But you know what's really good is when they take a franchise that's been around for 20 years and they do an odd sequel reboot to it oh, yeah. you know what i'm talking about matrix 4 coming this december um it's exciting i i when i was a kid back in 99 um the matrix was everything i would visit their website daily i would dig for any information about it because it was so cool it almost felt like it was something more than just a movie so i've been a fan of this whole franchise forever and they released a trailer which just kind of just, oh, it's so fucking good. I, I like one thing that they did with this, and we'll see how it is because the second and third Matrix were fine. The first one, still amazing. Um, first of all, Keanu Reeves can do no wrong. Um, I love that they have Trinity, but okay. no Morpheus, which no. is cool. And one of the rumors that I heard is that this is meta for the MMO. Yeah. Um, which is a cool concept that they're staying within the releases and, 
you know, like add adding or taking out dependent on something other than just the movies, which I think such a cool concept. It's definitely a way to push out your other properties and IPs, especially yeah. in the video game front. And it's very interesting on how that's going to work out as far as uh, the movie plays, you know? It oh, just looks sure. like fucking John Wick with green lettering. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, yes and no, because John Wick is definitely like based in reality, whereas this is, they've got people jumping from building to building, doing parkour shit like we've never seen before. Um, yeah, there's so some real I, crouching tiger, hidden oh, dragon shit going on in this. Yeah, which I appreciate because the Matrix is all about that, like over the top stuff. And this definitely continues that. And it almost feels like they're literally going back to the beginning to tell this story all over again or maybe like the title suggests it's a resurrection which is very fucking Ooh. cool yeah i like this one because it's hbo max too and i don't have to go wait for it or <laughs> anything like that i can just pop off during christmas time and watch the new fucking matrix and just go watch it um i can't do theaters yeah. still man i just eat it's... and fall asleep now or get drunk and it cost me 130 dollars to go to the fucking theater nowadays Fucking Christina Ricci's in it? What the fuck? I didn't see that. Sorry. I'm just looking at the cast. I just realized that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're definitely going to see this movie. <laughs> it comes out. Um, but yeah, they got a really cool website, though. Uh, what is the matrix.com? You go there and depending, it gives you the option of the pills. So obviously, first they're like, hey, you want to watch the trailer? But besides that, do you want the red pill or blue pill? If you take the blue pill, you stay where you are. And, oh, sometimes it's just a funny dream or some. You get a clip from the movie that basically throws away, oh, this isn't it. But if you take the red pill. Peel. Peel. If you take the red take peel. The red peel. <laughs> take the red pill. Um, it'll show you one of like 180 different combinations of possible trailer or scenes or things from the movie. So it's like a very cool like. You keep clicking that red pill, you're going to get a different thing, and it delves deep into it and all that stuff. Very cool. Reminds me of what they did with the original website, which was back in 99, which is insane. AOL shit on dial It's super like you got the Matrix code going, but it's not great because it's just barely going, but that's neither here or there. But, um, yeah, dude, it's... uh, God, it's an exciting time to be a fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong on that for sure. <laughs> um, Ubisoft, Ubisoft is that who? Uh, Insomniac. Insomniac, like I said, Insomniac. Um, they're finally released a trailer for the long-awaited uh, Spider-Man Two. One of my favorite games on the PlayStation uh, Four was spider-man that's the whole reason why we got one for christmas one year why we all got a whole system was just for that game and it is so spectacular well they've recently released a teaser trailer for a second sequel and it stars <sighs> miles morales and it teases at venom and possible venom, other dude. dang oh. i think they're gonna bring out carnage I sh- it's it's gonna be it's so good because I haven't played Miles Morales yet, of course, because I do not own a PS5. Yeah. Um, played through a lot of Marvel Spider-Man on the PS4 and just that game was everything you wanted it to be. It had yeah. a great fighting system, a beautiful combo system. And at the end of it, you could fucking swing around the most beautiful city ever. Like it was just <laughs> a perfect game. It just that alone, just the the, the swinging mechanics or the way you could shoot up buildings without having to climb them and stuff like they really did 
figure out how to, you, you can spend like hours on just like going around the city and finding all these little Easter eggs. Oh, and- dude, Venom looks yeah. so oh. tight though. Like, oh, just rewatching this trailer again right here. It, uh, oh, Fucking- anything that they, they do with Venom or Carnage in general. I mean, look, one of my top five favorite games all time um, maximum is Maximum Carnage. Carnage. Yeah. And I own it on the SNES and on the Sega. Um, just amazing game. Like the concept of that villain, Spider-Man just being one of the best superheroes ever invented. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's going to be so good on top of that. I've got to speak to it because we're talking about Spider-Man. Obviously Spider-Man far from home is, is that right? No, not far from home. No way home. No way home. I don't know. Something with home or homecoming. No homecoming, homecoming far from home. No way home. That's got New trailer drop for that as well. I think it might be the final trailer, maybe not even the final trailer, but like they give teases that Electro's in it from Jamie Foxx, which is a whole other, oh, that's a whole other franchise. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Dr. Octopus from the first, from Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire's in it? Yeah, dude. That one's, it's going to be good. It's going to be super. Because this is still uh, Tom Holland, right? Tom Holland, yeah. yeah. And there's, Talks that uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire might be back that, to That's been like the, the most ridiculous rumors, and like they keep shooting it down, which makes me believe in it more. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's like, oh yeah, though that's not true. Yet here's a set photo that shows Tobey Maguire like on set. You know, like yeah, me- yeah. That, but people are real good at Photoshop. People are real good at Photoshop. Deep fake. You're right. I mean, you're not wrong on that stuff. So, but at any rate, it's going to be a kick-ass movie. This is going to be a kick-ass game. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yes, you're 100 um, right on both of those. <laughs> um, but uh, Blues Clues. What's his face? Steve. Steve. Right. Yeah, I just I had to touch on this because it's it just it came at the right time to mean the right things, right? So. You were probably well over the age of Blue's Clues, like really mattering to you guys. I was right on the tail end of like me going from I'm too old to be watching this, but it's also on right before all the stuff I wasn't too old to be watching. Right. Um, And it was kind of weird because like even as kids, you don't really notice it. But all of a sudden, you know, Steve introduces his brother who's going to take over the show and Steve leaves. You know, and there was nothing else more than that. There wasn't, you know, news stories coming out saying where Steve went. He was just gone. Like, Steve was gone. And so his brother, I think it was Joe, uh, ends up taking over the show. And it's practically the same show, you know, for what it is. Um, But Steve made a return a couple weeks ago and did a very heartfelt video just explaining, you know, his abrupt departure, what he had been doing and just really giving like a pep talk to millennials, you know, just, it really was just the most heartwarming, like, you know what, Steve, you're right. Like we searched for clues. We got the mail, you know, and then you left and we didn't have you anymore. And he's, you know, but it it was just cool. And it's cool for someone like, you know, someone like that who did just, you know, grow out of the show pretty much to realize 15 years later what that show really meant to you know kids like us and especially as we see what the world's going through now and all this other stuff 
to know not only he was doing well, but you know, we're doing well. And it's just like, whether we want to thank him or not, like we couldn't have did that without blues clues. Like fucking that, that show was great for what it was, you know, whether you were too old for it or too young for it or whatever, it just looking back on it. Now it's a very nostalgic Nickelodeon show. Well, you know, it's, I would have told you all the time in my childhood, I hated blues clues, but I could sing all the songs and I had a notepad and you know, like it was one of those things, but I I just wanted to bring it up. Cause like I said, it's, you know, people are always saying, Oh, the internet's bad. The world's bad. And it's just like, to me, you're just looking at the wrong things. And this was just a good heartfelt, emotional monologue that he did not have to do, but because he did it, it made the world a better place. And for that, we appreciate you, Steve. And Blue's Clues. Yeah. He could have easily written it all off and just been that guy who's like, yeah, it was something I did a long time ago and whatever. But, like, I don't know. It hits on what we talk about so much with the nostalgia where it's like so many of these shows touch us. And even if it was like, oh, we're a little too old for it, we're aware of it. Like, Blue's Clues was definitely one of those things. And now I'm showing my kids Blue's Clues and they're watching it. And I'm seeing why people like are getting so impacted by Steve coming back because it is like one of those weird things where it's like, oh, he's talking directly to you. Yeah. All the time to you. It's not like he's bouncing things off of this puppet or something. He's talking straight to you. Oh, where, where's the clue over there. And he's like, good job. And giving you this positive affirmation. So of course, this is going to hit a chord so much harder than, you know, insert, kids show instagram post you know something yeah yeah. you know like it's great i i love when people aren't afraid to yeah i did that shit and i love that shit i just it got me to where i am you know you know he decided he was going to college and wanted to do a bunch of other stuff and you know it was one of those things it came like i said it came at the right time it it hit the right chords and you know it meant a lot It, it was one of those things like you just look at something like that and you're like you know what thank you Like I needed that today, like just to make, you know, make me feel better about everything that's going on in the world. And, you know, we're not alone. We're still doing this shit. We're just older now. We're just older. We're finding those clues. Um, so there's this thing that's been happening slowly over the last, I don't know, I'd say probably a couple of handful of months where these bigger mainstream media entities are starting to come into, maybe it's been longer than a few months, maybe it's been a few years, but like it's slowly infiltrating to the point where, you know, originally podcasts were this very separate, like independent thing that was outside the norm that only those who knew what a podcast was were truly into it. And now it's gotten to the pack where everybody knows what a podcast is. Whether you listen to them or not, you know what it is. And now yeah. we've got big companies like iHeartRadio and, mtv and certain other bigger conglomerates coming in and putting in shows and i listen to a lot of them like hell, listening to behind the music from mtv through a podcast i'd be like oh cool ice cube i'll fucking listen to that shit yeah, or right. <laughs> you know conan o'brien's freaking show or, or or will ferrell's um ron burgundy show who's done by iHeartRadio. hilarious of course i way. listen to it my biggest gripe with it is they kill you with the commercials. Yes. So my question to you is, is mainstream media getting into the podcasting game good or bad? Um, I mean, I don't think we can say that it's bad. Okay. So for you and I, it's a, it's a weird concept because we've been listening to podcasts for so long that I have a certain style that I like to listen to. 
You know, there are certain things that I enjoy and I've learned over the years that there are certain things that'll pull me away and have me not listening to podcasts because of certain things. Ads being a big one, you know, and I hate mid-roll ads. Like I do not mind listening to them if they're there in the beginning. If they're there at the end, I'll let my podcast play through. But the mid-roll ad thing, especially if you're doing multiple mid-rolls, it, it kills me. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, like I'm not listening to a whole lot of mainstream style podcasts in the sense of like, you know, I'm not going to listen to CNN's podcast. I'd rather hear <laughs> it from someone a little smaller and yeah. maybe not as biased. Um, and that goes for both sides of the colors before anybody wants to say shit. But what I do think this is good for is people like us because it makes visibility to a podcast like ours a lot easier in the sense that, you know, you've got a whole group of people who before they heard on CNN or iHeartRadio that you could find podcasts here. Now they know not only what a podcast is, but where to find them, which yeah. makes it a lot easier for me to be like, hey, I got a podcast. Like, oh, do you, he's like, you, you said you listen to podcasts. Where do you listen to podcasts? At? Oh, I listen to iHeartRadio. I listen to, uh, on Google Music or I listen just through the internet. And it's like, you know what? I can fulfill all those. Like, you can check yeah. me out here, here, or here. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, and it, it makes that like word of mouth and that. You know, because we don't advertise here, really. We do stuff on our Facebook and stuff, but, you know, we're not putting up spray-painted signs on fucking billboards to go listen to. And that is that is the one thing that sucks is now you have these mainstream companies with billions of dollars being able to take whatever ad space or ad pulls that they want on any given podcast that they want to. You know, yeah. we're not going to be able to do that. But what I do think it makes it good for is the fact that I can tell someone that I have one and where to find it and it's understandable to them because they've done it through a larger company like an iHeart radio or a you know MTV or what where what have you you yeah. know they at least know the map and it's just like oh yeah just go look at google and just type in you know retronomapod you'll find yeah. us or retronomapod.com whatever it you know whatever it may be so i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing i just think you know it, it's it's definitely an overcrowded space but you could say that about anything and you know we do it for fun and because we enjoy it. And, you know, if anything else comes from it, awesome. If not, then I'm in the same boat I was in before. And I still get to at least rant and talk about some bullshit. For sure. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. It's the old, like, you know, you hear a lot of people that like, Oh, I used to like, uh, I'll take Deadpool for an example. I've been a fan of his forever. And I could be one of those guys who's like, I was a fan of his before he had movies, you know, one of those, but it's also like, because he became popular or podcasts become more popular because more people are coming to it, it gives us more avenues. It gives us more stuff to be like, oh, exactly. now there's a wide audience who'll be like, well, I like what they're doing here, but I want I want maybe not something that's so polished and neat and all this stuff. Not to say ours isn't polished and neat, but we're just two guys talking about nostalgia and shit that we like. Yeah, exactly. And we're not controlled by a corporate entities like you can't say that about this. You can't hurt these people's feelings. Whereas us, we'll be like, you know what? We like Mountain Dew, but yeah, product X is great. Why would OnlyFans not do nudes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, I think it's it's not necessarily good for mainstream companies in the sense that I don't think it's gonna 
really change their viewership or their listenership that much at all. You know, sure. it's not really going to tick their needle. But for ours, it could have an upside, you know, and because we are, you know, we are somewhat established, almost 50 episodes now, you know, like you, we've got a backlog that you can go listen to and whatever makes it easier for people to find us, you know, or at least for me to be able to explain how to find us yeah. is, you know, ultimately better. It can be no worse than where we're sitting now. You know, that's the thing. I like, like I like the shorthand of being able to go, yeah, I've got a podcast and it's not that what's a podcast? You know, is that like I, where you do stuff on the internet? Is that know? like is that like radio? It's like well eh. It's like internet radio. You remember when Sirius <laughs> was actually radio? good? That's what podcasts are now. <laughs> hey oh hot take. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was just an interesting thing because I just noticed that recently with like MTV starting their own like podcast stuff that um, I like the stuff and like I go for the entertainment of that stuff in production like, value. They you know? just and and they have it because they've got millions that they can put behind something yeah, exactly. and it's fun to hear these things. But it's also like they kill you with the ads. I listen to this Metallica podcast and they do that mid roll shit where it's like you're really into the story. They're talking about touring during the black album. You're like, Oh, this is so fucking good. And the next thing you know, they're talking about, are you experiencing erectile? Not feeling like, like, <laughs> are you not feeling like yourself, you know, and all this stuff and then promote some mental health thing or whatever, or mattresses or whatever, you know, and it just, kind of, it takes you from it. And it's, but it's one thing. If it's like, uh, tell them Steve, Dave, tell them Steve Dave's reads their ads in the middle oh. of their stuff there. It's not and, pre-recorded. It's not, <laughs> You know, it is literally them trying to slip yeah. it in when they can. That's so different. Funny. Like that's different. And but like that, yeah, that break. That break. That hard break. Especially if you don't lead into it, you don't have like a, you know, yeah. a bumper that makes it, you know, the transition go easier. Like just sometimes that harsh fucking break is just where you're rough. just like, oh, oh, this isn't them talking about it, and now it's just a legit yeah, break. Yeah, and now I'm would... pissed off, and but... if it's more than one ad you know one more than one 30 second ad i may turn it off and just go fucking yeah. listen to one of my normals yeah i don't know i mean there's there's i don't but you're right it's 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 good but there's also some like i don't know there there's all good right let's just be positive about it yeah it's all good. i mean look i i could sit here and bitch about corporate bullshit making its way <laughs> into niche markets but you know at the end of the day we're just gonna keep putting out what we like to put out and know that i don't have a ceo that's making 39 billion dollars this year that can tell me that i can't say fuck on the radio as many times as i want you know toby um i hate to tell you this hr got in touch with me they said you can only do three fucks per episode so if you could just fucks. all right you got one left buddy sorry okay okay all right Save for a good time. Fuck. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't. Son of my God. <laughs> but you're right, man. It's all gravy. We're just doing our thing. Yep. And, you know, yeah. I, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I could complain, but is anybody going to listen? I will. Yeah. Well, you listen to me complain too much. I don't want to be complaining about big media. That's a, that's a rant for another podcast. That's what I'm here for. Um <laughs> Moving on, though, I thought I'd uh, do something fun with you this week um, in a segment I'm going to call Pop Quiz Hot Shot. I don't like the like the hot shot is almost like you really, really. So first question, which would you get for your first tattoo? A full flannel sleeve 
pumpkin cream cold brew goes here on your palm, a PSL on your tongue so you can always taste it, <laughs> a heart-shaped pumpkin. Out of those four, what would you get? <laughs> okay, I this one's this one's semi-tough for me, okay, because like the fact that I know what PSL is, and for people that don't, that is a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, um, I know where we're going with this apparently now. I'm getting the flannel sleeve. Like, flannel sleeve. That shit is dope as fuck. Yeah, like, if I could just have, like, sweet, simple, to the point, it, no fancy designs. It's just the flannel on my arm at all times. I think that's so, badass. It's the, it's the best of both worlds. I get to wear a flannel all year long, and I don't have to be hot like I'm wearing a flannel. But I'm a pumpkin spice slut. I almost read it as DSL, <laughs> which is something completely different. Uh, what would you do if your significant other proposed with a pumpkin cream cold brew? <laughs> Take the drink and run. Uh, pumpkin is my significant other. Say yes immediately. Post the photo in the Leaf Raker Society ASAP. Okay. And Daisy knows for a goddamn fact. I'm, I would be sold. Like, you, I'm... If I if she were to propose to me with a fucking pumpkin spice anything, she cheated. Like she wouldn't give me the option to say no. She that she'd play a weakness on me, right? I'm immediately saying yes. Immediately saying yes. I'm so basic white bitch when it comes to fucking oh, fall, dude. I'm one step away from wearing fucking Uggs. Ugh. Uh what's the first thing you do after arriving at a pumpkin patch? Pumpkin patch. Sorry. Pumpkin patch photo shoot. Give them pumpkin to talk about. Get your pumpkins and go. Grab as many pumpkins as you can fit in your car and then some. Spend hours hunting for the perfect pumpkin. Okay, so I'm a mixture of get my pumpkins and go or hunt for hours. Now, eventually, <laughs> I'm just going to get tired of walking around. You know, so I'm more of a get my pumpkin and go. I'm I'm not taking a fucking photo shoot. I don't care. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. but it's fucking cool to go get your own pumpkin. It's it like it's like it's cool. like going to get your own Christmas tree, you know, where you get to yeah. like, you know, fucking lay on the ground and chop that motherfucker down like Paul Bunyan. This it's the same thing. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I want to go to one of those pumpkin farms that have the fucking Frankenstein molds and shit. When they're mm -hmm. now doing the molded pumpkins, mm -hmm. they're like, that shit is cool. But no, I'm more of a get my pumpkin and go. I'm looking for a good, like, round face, no blemish pumpkin that I can carve into and make, you know, something not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever name your pet pumpkin? BRB changing their name. My pet is a pumpkin. I already did. <sighs> what did you just say? I know, right? Would you ever name your pet Pumpkin? BRB, changing their name. My pet is a pumpkin. I already did. They give you three options. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, if I had a dog, would I name him Pumpkin? Yeah. No. No. Would he be oh. my little pumpkin? Yes. You know what's hard with this question is they don't give you a no option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I got to choose one. It's yeah, BRB. what is BRB? I'm changing his name right now, or it already is Pumpkin. All right, so, like, be right back, changing their name. Uh, my pet is a pumpkin, like your pet is a pumpkin. Or I already did change it to Pumpkin, or it is Pumpkin. 
That's your three options. It's okay. Well, I'm going BRB. I'm changing it to pumpkin because I'm Sounds not. A, I'm not. I'm not naming it pumpkin right off the bat. Hi, pumpkin. How are you? Uh, would you rather let a stranger hold your baby, hold your PSL? Oh, I know the answer to this. Shit. <laughs> yeah, my stranger kicked my fucking baby. I'm giving my baby up 100. percent That's right. I'm giving my pumpkin spice latte. Out. I don't like drinking stuff after people. Like I have a real weird thing, especially when it comes to like creamy things. You know, like it just. Oh yeah. I don't. I like. Like no, I'm not drinking milk after someone. You know, take take a sip, Toby. Just take just take a quick sip. Nah, man. Come on, come on. It's one thing if it's like Gatorade or like you know a Coke, but when it comes to like creamy stuff, like especially maybe warm stuff, nah, <laughs> hell nah. It just immediately like I don't even care if I watched you waterfall milk into your mouth. When I put it up to my mouth, it's automatically dropped six. You know. It rose six degrees and it just tastes like backwash immediately. I don't I can't do it. Gross. Here's my baby. <laughs> Point of view, you're lost in a corn maze. How are you getting out? I'm probably not getting out, to be honest. Follow the smell of PSL to the nearest Starbucks. Uh oh. Oh my god. No, I don't want to choose either one of these. If I'm lost in a corn maze, I'm running fucking straight. Like, I'm not following the maze any longer. And if there's a Starbucks that close to a corn maze, where the fuck are we at? Like, there's no Starbucks out in the fucking countries. There's no corn maze in fucking Los Angeles. Where are they getting this corn from? That's like thousands of miles, the closest place they could do fucking corn. You got to choose one of the other. Is this a Starbucks quiz that we're taking right now? I'm not telling you until the end. How many more questions are there? I couldn't tell you. Uh, Two, three. Okay. I didn't answer it, but okay. Trust you. <laughs> so either I'm probably not getting out or uh, follow the... I'm no. following PSL. I'm getting All out. Right. I'm not getting He's stuck getting... in a fucking maze. I ain't getting stuck in no lane. What pumpkin item would we most likely find in your closet? No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> a pumpkin onesie. A vintage pumpkin patchwork jacket. Ooh. Pumpkin fashion isn't my my passion. A pair of shoes carved from actual pumpkins. Okay, so pumpkin fashion is not my passion, 100%. Yeah. Okay, the fact that they gave a no on that one, but I couldn't not (laughs) name my animal pumpkin, is a real misstep in this survey. Uh, Okay, Uh, this is the last question. You make your way to the pumpkin prom. What move are you busting out? Not my style. I'll be the pumpkin punch. I'll be by the pumpkin punch punch bowl, the pop lock and pumpkin, an organized fall flash mob, a series of perfect pumpkin pirouettes. Uh, pumpkin pirouettes. Uh, no, yeah, but the no, the pop lock and pumpkin. Yeah, a hundred percent doing a pop lock and pumpkin. Yeah, dude. One hundred percent. I don't even know. I don't think I can. I I can't pop lock anyway. Shit, dude. All right, you ready for this? Oh my god, do I get like an answer of the type of person yeah, I am? Yeah, here here you are. You, basic you are white a, bitch. So after all this, you're a secret pumpkin admirer. I would thought I was pretty upfront about loving pumpkin flavored shit. I think it's just th- those few ones that were like right. My fuck. I I wanted to get the fuck out of the pumpkin patch. Yeah, you know I hadn't named my dog pumpkin yet. Yeah. And uh 
so pumpkin fashion is not my passion. It's not your fashion. Passion is fashion. Yeah. God damn, uh, I love pumpkin shit. I got pumpkin spice creamer in the fridge right now, dude. <laughs> Even though you don't fully embrace the pumpkin-loving lifestyle, it's hard to to ignore that tingling feeling you get inside whenever you get your hands on one. Don't worry. We won't tell if you don't want us to. It can be our little pumpkin spice-filled secret. That is until you share this with your phone. Oh, my God. Hey, if you didn't guess already, this is a Starbucks quiz, my friend, specifically made for this year because Pumpkin Spice is back. PSL, baby. baby. It's been Let's back go. since mid-August. Do you? F- yeah, right. <laughs> like, and Do you people are looking for Spice sh- stuff? Oh, I'm it, fine with it. Yeah. I'm absolutely fine with I'm, it. I'm not one of those. Yeah. Oh, dude, I searched that shit out. Like, yeah. I searched that shit out, which they're making. So a retro nom, nom, nom. For the future, you did Flame and Hot Mountain Dude. They're supposedly releasing a uh, Bud Light Seltzer flannel box for the fall that has a pumpkin spice hard seltzer in it. Oof. Oh, yeah. We're doing a 21 plus seltzer drink fest. Retro nom 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 style. Yeah, it's the uh, pumpkin um, dot com if you're interested in taking it for yourself to see how much of a pumpkin spice fan you are. Congratulations, buddy! I think you're more. I'm more admirer. than. You're more than a pumpkin admirer because I could. I could. Yo, for I real could, though, on the flannel sleeve thing, oof, that's a tempting. That's going to go on the short list of things I may just pay for. Maybe a half. <laughs> maybe a half sleeve. Hell not, because if it's a flannel, it's got to be full sleeve. Full sleeve or nothing, baby. <laughs> um. Uh, so, with that being said, oh, mm-hmm. did you want to do this one? When it runs straight into nostalgia. Um, that's yeah, we're just straight into nostalgia, man. Cool. Which works out perfectly because with the pumpkin stuff, uh we grew up a little bit different, right? Yeah. Like we've kind of talked about your your growing up as a kid and being able to do LARPing and D and D and said things. Now that's not gonna happen with my father. Right? It was all sports and outdoors when I was growing up, which you know was fine. It's fine. I'm not going to hate on it because I loved every minute of it until I got older and realized that I was being withheld a lot of fun shit as a child that I'm trying to catch up on now. Uh, But we did a lot of camping. Um, And when I say camping, it could be anywhere between us staying in tents to full-blown fucking glamp camp cabin lodges, you know, (laughs) like where the fucking campground had a hot tub. Um did you do a bunch of camping when you went when you were growing up? Um, I don't think we did nearly as much camping as I think we did. I feel like we did camping a lot because my folks had some mountain property for a while, and I remember my dad building like a a structure up there. Um, and I remember staying up there a few times. My mom didn't like it. She's not much of a camper. Just <laughs> like, give me the fuck out of here. So I grew up like hunting and fishing stuff, and there's not. You know, really what this is going to be is, like, it's nostalgic for me for the sense that, like, I miss just being in the woods a lot, you know? And, like, where I grew up in Indiana, it was a lot easier to get to the woods and to be able to stay in the woods, you know? Whereas Colorado, now you got to deal with some elements and the cold and, you know, everything else. But there was really just a couple stories that we had. So 
like I said, I spent a lot of time camping growing up. One of the one of the biggest places that I ever camped was a place called Delaney Park. It's still to this day uh, in southern Indiana. You can go stay there now. And when I was growing up, they've apparently made it a lot nicer now, if I remember right. I haven't been since I moved to Colorado. But they were cabins. And the cabins were set up like summer camps. You know, they were like summer camp cabins. But you could rent out like a two-bedroom cabin. And they were as plain as fuck. They had like the fucking, you know, summer camp plastic mattress. You know, you had to bring up your own sheets. But it had yeah. like a little kitchen, you know eight beds in there and it was unfurnished except for like three chairs, these plastic bed things that they gave you. And that was it. Everything else you had to bring up. Right. But it was cool. Cause Delaney park surrounded a lake, you know, so you could always just walk to the lake. You could night fish the lake. Um, and one of the coolest things that happened to me at Delaney park is when we were real young, I was probably six or seven. Um, we got a lot of box turtles in Southern Indiana, a ton of box turtles. And driving to Delaney Park one day, we find a box turtle around trying to cross the road, you know. So, as you do, you scoop that little motherfucker up and you take him home. <laughs> so, we named this box turtle Elvis. And uh, I had this box turtle for 10 years, dude. Forever. Like, 10 years. He eventually passed away because he, like, we used to let him roam free. He didn't have a cage. He just got to roam around the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he was awesome, but he eventually got stuck up under the couch once and then did not survive that. Uh, did you ever uh, drill a hole in his shell and attach a leash to it so you could take him for a walk? No, that seems fucked. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to say that somebody that I know personally did that because they thought it was a thing to do. I... <laughs> Anyways, that seems <laughs> fucked. Uh, no, but. The one thing, like, growing up camping in Indiana that we didn't have to worry about, what really, was predators. Like, southern Indiana doesn't, it's not home to fucking mountain lions or bears. You know, the most I had to worry about were snakes. A um, couple different types of snakes. One spider. You know, we had brown recluses that snuck around. Um, but did I can remember, we used to go to this place called Buffalo Trace, and... I shit you not, every time we go there, we go swimming out in the lake, right? You swim in lakes? Are you fine with dark water? But yeah, yeah, I mean, water's water, man. Yeah, that's how I am, too. I, like, you know, I just, some people don't like dark water. And it's just like, for me, I don't like the fucking ocean. You put me in a lake, I'll fight whatever is in that fucking lake. Unless it's in Florida, I ain't fighting none of that shit. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. Different monster. Every year that we went to this place, We'd always be out in the fucking lake swimming, doing our thing, and all of a sudden someone would be like, yo, what's that? And here comes this fucking water moccasin just and guess what? You can't run very fast in the water, yo. You gotta swim away from this little piece of shit. And like, these things are poisonous. They're like hella poisonous. The fuck you up. But you jump out of the water, you throw rocks at that piece of shit, and then you get back in the water. Did you see where he went? No, fuck it. Well, let's get back in the water. It'll be fine. You know, as a kid, it was it was camping, you know? Like, it was a perfect time for us because, you know, the technology that we were growing up with was not portable. You know, it wasn't like I got to go camping and I could sit on my phone or I could play in 64 yeah. or whatever. It was like, no, when we're camping, we're camping. It's, it's yeah. Yahtzee and fucking throwing baseballs Ghost, around. Because, Ghost stories yeah. and hot dogs Fishing, and Fishing, you yeah. know? So 
any like did you ever run into anything crazy when you were growing up camping before uh, no. we get into adult camping because like i like, always we always got in trouble camping it was always sneak around at night play manhunt run from snakes find snakes bring them back to the campsite you know like we were always camping like that unless we were hunting if we were hunting it was all business you know like we're out deer hunting or something it's it's all business but southern indiana you don't normally camp out that um so no nothing yeah. crazy when you're growing up did you know I, I i don't have wild stories like the ones i remember is like we'd go up to a mountain property or um and and half the time we'd wind up in the van because we're like fuck it's cold so we'd go join mom in the van and like hey we got blankets in here we got shelter from the elements so we were fine like I don't know. It's a weird thing because, like, we didn't do much camping. And the one, like, major camp story I have isn't that great because it's from when I was a little older. And uh, those are the best friend, camp stories. So, some friends were staying at uh, uh, Cherry Creek Reservoir, which isn't camping. Yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's <laughs> yeah. bad when, like, I'm all layered up, ready for the cold. You know, I've got my stuff and I'm all like, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And then we get there and no shit. We could literally look across the street and there's a 7 yeah. Eleven. So, like, that's it. I'm like, this ain't fucking camping, man. If 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 we're at a stone's throw to being able to go get ice, we're not camping. So I don't think I've ever truly, truly been camping as much as I want to. Because I really do want to. I think it's fun. I love being out in the woods. I love experiencing that. But I'm older now, and I don't want to sleep on the floor or sleep on a route where I'm like, oh, God, uh, see, damn we, we bought cots this year. Because uh, we've done everything from, you know, sleep pads to fucking... You know, air mattresses to to everything, and it's trash. Not this year nice. we did cots, uh, and it was a ten time, ten ten thousand time upgrade from anything that we had ever done previously. Yeah. Um, most of my fun stories now come as an adult. Uh, <laughs> camping now is different than camping then because you know, look, there's one main thing that makes camping fun nowadays, especially at our age, and that's alcohol. Yeah, uh, and there are camp trips where I probably shouldn't remember what happened, and there are camp trips where I shouldn't have probably went, you know. And one of like the earliest camp trips I can remember is like this would have had to have been like twelve years ago, um, because I'm dating a different girl, not not Daisy, my current love, you know. This is a previous high school sweetheart girl, and we go with a big group. Um, I've said it on the podcast before. I have I have a pretty decent sized group of friends. We've all been close since we were in high school. Still hang out with the same kids now that I did when I was you know a sophomore, and awesome. we're probably nineteen or twenty. Decide to go up camping with all the girls, and but they're like all the girls have to work. All the boys are off, so we're like fuck it. We're gonna go up early. We're gonna find the campsite. You know we'll get everything set up, and then by the time the girls show up at night, we'll be good to go. Well, that's all fun and games if we didn't also have all of the alcohol and beer. So oh, we we start heading up. To, so at this point, we're going to Green Mountain Reservoir. For anyone in Colorado, it's just right past Silverthorne. Green Mountain Reservoir, great reservoir. And back then, they used to have these private camp spots that sat on like the south side of the lake. Now it's all marked off private property, uh, so you can't camp back there anymore. God damn it. Yeah, so... We we go up and we have a designated driver at the time. Well, none of us were designated drivers. Plus, we're already underage, so we commence to drink all of the beer. 
Like we, all the beer and liquor that we brought, we're, you know, and back then it seemed like such a long drive up to Green Mountain Reservoir. And by the time we get to Green Mountain, we're trashed. Like where there's five of us, we can barely walk. I get so fucking drunk that like by the time the girls show up at like seven o'clock, I'm passed out with my legs in the tent, my face in the dirt on the outside of the tent fucking i had thrown up you know this is it the girls got there during daylight so this is pre eight o'clock you know and i am so drunk that i am passed out asleep through the entirety of the first night we're there i do not wake up till the following morning and realize like holy shit i blacked out (laughs) (laughs) fucking missed an entire day okay so this camp trick was it was fucking wild you know we smoke cigarettes or whatever we're just up there partying well, we run out of cigarettes fucking day two, right? Everyone in the group runs out of cigarettes. We're far enough from the gas station. We can't go get it. So we meet these other people in the campsite uh, that are making their way to town. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. They're like, hey, we're going to town. Do you guys need something? Ice, whatever. We're like, dude, honestly, like, here's $40. Like, buy us some cigarettes or whatever. That's all we need. So he leaves. One hour passes, two hours, oh, four God. hours. Six hours passes. We're like, this dude isn't coming back. Like, he took our $40 and fucking just dipped, right? So we go hunting around to fucking find one cigarette from a campsite, like, down the road. Fucking buddy brings it back. We're all excited because we're all going to get, like, two hits off of the cigarette. We're all fucking drunk. Fucking buddy goes to light it, lights the fucking filter. So, like, (laughs) the the one cigarette that we have in the campsite, fucked. So now you got like six savages that are tearing the filter off of a Marlboro Red and just smoking it like your fucking grandparents did, right? So we're fucking, we continue to drink, blah, blah, blah. Like three o'clock in the morning, we hear a fucking horn on the outside of our tent. So we kept like, who the fuck is honking? The dude came back and brought us our fucking cigarettes, dude, like three o'clock in the fucking morning. (laughs) It was awesome. But that it legitimately like that is how that is how my camps go nowadays. Now, as we've gotten a little bit older, we're a little bit more tame. You know that I don't throw up anymore because I'm too old to fucking have a hangover in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. But we still drink. We still go hard. You know, we still do these things. And, you know, at times we've went a little too hard to have to deal with a ranger or something. But I think it's those times when I was growing up and like the fun that I had camping of just like not having that responsibility for, you know, a certain amount of days. Like I don't have to clean my room. I don't have to be in the house. I can yeah. stay in my tent. I can read. I can fuck. I do whatever the fuck I want. If I want to throw rocks at fucking rocks, you know, half the time we're camping nowadays, it's just shooting BB guns at beer cans, you know, hours and hours of just shooting BB guns at beer cans. Totally content with doing it. No phone service, no nothing, no bullshit. You know, I'm not taking my switch up. But it's one of those things where it's still in the woods. And, you know, I've had to pull. I've never pulled my gun on a person, right? Like, I I carry a gun. Never pull my gun on a person. But I pull my gun twice on bears. And, like, it's at the end of the day, no matter what, like, you're still in the fucking wilderness. And guess what? Shit can murder you like you just get murdered in the middle of the night for smelling like taco meat yeah (laughs) like i don't fucking know (laughs) um 
but yeah, we've had bears on multiple occasions walk up into the back of the campsite, you know, and the nice thing with Colorado is, is we deal with black bears here for the most part. Like there are grizzlies that are coming down, um, up North, but where we're camping for the most part, we're, we're only dealing with black bears and contrary to popular belief, black bears aren't super vicious, um, or mean they get dangerous for two reasons. First of all, they get used to coming in campgrounds with a lot of food that people don't put up. Um, so they get real comfortable around people and that's not good. We can't have bears get comfortable around people. The second reason is they have cubs and any bear is scary with a cub. So as long as you don't see a cub, normally you can get big, get loud. The motherfuckers are like, yo, chill. I'm out, you know, and they run away, but I've never had to fire my gun at them. Um, but you do run into like weird little things. And this, a couple of weeks ago with the episode that I missed and, and you and Drew were able to fill in, uh, we, I went on my annual camp trip with the same group of friends that I was doing it 12 years ago, That's go so on our cool. annual camp trip. And, uh, we camp up North. Now I found this little spot up, up North, just, just South of the Wyoming border. Like we could walk to the Wyoming border in probably 30 minutes. Mm. Um, and it's a great spot. It's, it's decently secluded. You know, we're about 40 minutes away from a little general store in this little bitty small town up North. And if we need something, we can get there, but for the most part, super secluded. We don't deal with rangers. We don't deal with anything. You just take your time, do your shit, try not to get in trouble. Um, this year was kind of wild, though, because, like, our second day there, the, or third day there, I guess, the Saturday, um, we're all hanging around, and all of a sudden, we can hear sirens. And before we know it, there's a fire truck and an ambulance and a fire truck and an ambulance. And they're sure. coming up this little forest service road that we're camping on, you know? And so like they come up and, you know, off of the forest service road that we're done, we're probably a half a mile back. So it's a pretty good little jaunt. And the forest service road that we're on dead ends, like a quarter mile past where we're camping this time. And uh, yeah, all the, like, I've never seen this and we're all fucking drunk. Like it's, four o'clock in the afternoon we've been drinking since nine in the morning we're like what the fuck we're looking around counting the heads in the campsite and it's just one of those things and so they keep you know they stop and ask us they're like hey did you guys call us we're like nope definitely not you know like we're we're good and uh all of a sudden you hear a helicopter and they fucking land a flight for life like 60 yards away from our campsite in this like clearing and bro, we had never seen anything like it. Like it was first of all, it's wild. Seeing helicopters do their thing, fucking wild. It's impressive. Uh, and this dude comes and drops this helicopter like 60 yards from the tent. We're all fucking beers and can koozies at the side of the road. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And you know, come to find out they had gotten uh some hikers had climbed up some stuff that they couldn't get down, uh. you know, and like there was some weird shit, but for us, it was like a real scary situation because we're like, holy shit, like someone came up here and, you know, it really puts a kind of like that, that weird feeling in the back of your head. Like this could have been us. Like, you know, at any time we could have, you know, got drunk, fall, hit our head, go for a hike, break a leg or something. And all of a sudden you're calling flight for life and they're having to come not only find you, but then get you to some place where they can save you without you fucking dying. And it's just like, well, like all those years in my early twenties that I was just, you know, <laughs> drinking a fifth of Goldschlager and a half a case of Bud Light, like this could have really ended real bad, <laughs> like, real bad. Um, but camping in general, and I know I've talked a lot on this one, but camping in general for me is still one of those things where it is a, I get a full reset. 
it is a thing that, you know, I as Toby and my personality needs. Like, I need to get away from my phone. I need to go sit in the woods and be dirty and just gross and sweaty and sticky. That way I realize when I do come home, I love what I'm coming home to. But I also yeah. need that mental reset of being out in the woods and not having an alarm and listening to the night and listening to the day and just not having to deal with people and bullshit, especially as we get older and the world just gets worse. Camping is one of those things that I'll never give up. And I'm thankful that I was able to appreciate it as a kid, you know, to now that I get to camp whatever way I want to as an adult, but it's still, you know, at the base level, the same thing that I was doing as a child. And it still means the same thing to me now as it did when I was a kid. That's really cool. I wish I had something like that, that annual, like, especially since it's with a group of friends you've known forever. So you're comfortable and you could trust them, you know, to know that they're going to, you know, if shit goes down, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I, I got people I can count on. They're not going up with these idiots that you don't know who are like, oh, they're going to fuck up the whole vibe. Exactly. And just exactly. be able to get away and like just enjoy nature. Like, I think that's such a crazy thing here in Colorado is that we've got the mountains less than an hour drive away that we could go and enjoy. But like, we take it for such granted. Like, yeah. we've been doing these trips more recently now where we're going up to places like Estes Park. And next week, we're doing like Glenwood Springs. And yeah, those are mountain towns, but it is still getting away from like the hustle bustle of a big city and going to these small mountain towns that just have such a different relaxed laid back vibe and just to go up and hike in the nature and be in it and just reset and just reconnect so nice it is one of those things where it is just it is a reset you know and like i said luckily for me like i grew up in the woods and fishing and hunting and doing all this stuff and i used to tell people when i first moved to colorado they're like how do you like it and i was like i live in a postcard like legitimately like you know, growing up in Southern Indiana, you're just like, oh, this is fucking garbage, you know, because it kind of is. And there's things now that I appreciate more than I did when I was living there. Sure. But at the end of the day, like, I live in a postcard. I can drive home from a shit-ass day from work and look west as the sun's going down and be like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, this is fucking cool. And like you said, they're an hour and a half away, you know. And, you know, the cool thing that happened this year and something that I never had to deal with when I was growing up in Indiana is in Colorado, we constantly have fire bans. You know, this Oof, state has yeah. been on fire for the past five years. Um, <laughs> so this year it was interesting because I'm a responsible person, like when it comes to being out in the woods and everything, like we take care of our fires, we leave our campsite better than we found it, even if while we're there, it looks, can look like shit, you know? Um, but like I call the ranger station you know, the day that we're going just to double check. Cause I can do all the research online, but I want to hear a person tell me I can have a fire. This is the yeah. rule set, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So I call the ranger station that day and he calls me back and he's like, Hey, first of all, he's like, I appreciate you calling and double checking. He's like, we know it's been a long time. He's like, have fun. I was like, boom. So we got to go up there and for the first time in four years, have a legitimate fire that wasn't in a spring cold, you know, yeah. cause we've camped in March and the beginning of May and there's been snow on the ground. Like, I've slept in the back of the Jeep because we were like, we're not putting a tent down here. Like, I can at least wake up in the middle of the night, start the Jeep, yeah. run the heat for a little bit, turn it off. Like, I'm good, you know? But, like, for the most part, I like the tent camp. I like all that stuff. I like the, the cold air in the mornings and stuff like that. And, you know, I tell you, I think it's one of those things that I'm never going to give it up. You know, I, I think I may upgrade to, like, a pop-up camper or something at some point, you know? Sure. 
I don't know if I'll ever go like a full RV or a tow behind fucking mansion house, you know, mm-hmm. but as I get older, I'd like something a little more comfortable. If I can sleep yeah. in the woods with minimal electricity and a memory foam mattress, that's what I'm going to fucking do. Yeah. You know, do I need satellite and a fucking PS5 in my RV to enjoy being out in the woods? No, I don't want that. Well, especially since you've got such close friends, it seems like a great opportunity. And I'm sure you guys talk all the time and all that, but like to be there physically in person and talk to each other and catch up and reconnect in a way that you can't properly do when you live down in the city. Yeah, you can go out for coffee or a beer or whatever, but it's not the same feeling as when you literally have no other distractions when it's, Hey, what else are we going to do? But to sit here and talk and be yeah. bullshit and be like, Oh yeah, we are good friends. And this is why, yeah, you know, exactly. Like- and you know, and for us like now, you know, we're in our early thirties, like a lot of our friends have kids and some of these kids are getting a little older in the six, you know, five, six, seven year old range. And everyone knows what we're doing up there. We're just sitting around eating and drinking. And now people are starting to bring their kids And so it's like, oh, like, you know, a kid that I get to see twice a year, I'm going to spend the next hour teaching, you know, this little girl how to shoot a BB gun at beer cans because we don't got nothing else to do. So I'm going to sit, I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to be like, all right, like, this is what you do. Like, we're going to hold it here. And her and I are going to sit there. And this is a, a, a kid, you know, of a buddy of mine that I've known since high school. And it's like, when they, where's Toby? Oh, he's over with a van, like shooting BB guns, like. And that's just what we do. And it's awesome because you get that, you know, not only to show the next generation coming up, especially one so technologically dependent, you know, that you can still come out here and have fun and we can be adults and children and all do our own thing and not have to worry about shit. Let the dogs off the leash. Everyone run around, do whatever you want to do. You know, after 10 o'clock, quiet down a little bit, stay up as late as you fucking want. It doesn't matter. You know, we're just doing our thing and, It's one of those things that, like I said, I don't think I'll ever give up, and I hope I never have to. But camping for me, I just wanted to bring it up, especially because when I put this on the list, we had just went camping. Um, And it's something we do not miss, especially now. It it is, you know, at a time where we've been so busy, you know, especially me and you having a family. Like, I got a bar job back, so I'm working two jobs now. I just bought a house. I'm trying to get all this you know, and something like a three-day camp trip can make you appreciate all the work you've been putting in and make you not hate it. And it, it's awesome. And I, I I, wholeheartedly believe that people should do it, you know. But we'll get you out one of these days. Yeah. I've, I've got all the equipment. I've got the time. I've got the places. That's the thing. Tiff and I over the years have been collecting, like, camping stuff because we really do want to go. It's legitly one of those, like – man, we really should go. And then we went and had kids and now they're real young. And it's like, I don't know if a two-year-old would be good to bring, especially since we're not crazy familiar with camping. So it's one of those things. Maybe Shit, Owen older. got to do his, uh, a, a good friend of mine. She had her kid back in May Jeez. and we had Owen out there at three months old. Um, they hey. slept, they slept in the back of the Subaru, you yeah. know, she came up and it was like, this is mama's time. And none of us had seen Owen really since he was born. So she was like, here you go. And we passed the baby around like it was a new toy. And mama got to go have some drinks, chill out, you know, and actually get to bring the baby camping. Now, they only stayed one night. They came up late on a Saturday, left with everyone on Sunday morning. and But it was cool for them because they were able to yeah. come out and still bring their child, not have it be a problem, and get to enjoy their time and and 
not only that, but for, for Owen as a three month old baby, whether or not he remembers this to experience something like a camp trip and a car camp and sleep with your parents in the back of a car and do all this stuff. It was a cool experience for us to be able to see them do that, which was, which was cool, you know, and they've been camping with us for years and years too. And now we're just at the next generation of, of having people with us. So. Boy, it's so wild. Like you talk about like hunting and fishing and stuff. And like the few times that we've gone up to do camping where we might end up just jumping in with in the van with mom and like going to Pagosa to, you know, get a hotel room there and let dad sleep in his shed. Like we would go up with the LARP stuff. So like dad would almost run like a game, like a miniature one day, one shot, if you will, game where it's like, okay, we're going to go on an adventure. We're like, huh? you know because uh, you guys are questing and, in the woods yeah like truly questing in the woods and that's the great thing about colorado is being able to literally and there's tons of larps out there who do weekend long games where you are camping as your character and you could be attacked at night and that kind of ah, thing. that'd be so dope yeah, it's I'll, I'll i'll have to locate some and maybe we'll do that one of these these uh yeah uh, that'd summers. be dope. but um yeah camping it's 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 an American pastime. It's like, an American tradition, man. Wait, and it's so slowly but surely we're just getting, you know, whether it be, you know, private property taking away places for us to go and attacks on public land and, and you know, all this stuff. And I hope, especially in my lifetime, it never goes away. And I hope that kids nowadays not only get a chance to go do it, but appreciate it for what it is, which I think we're losing that a lot in the newer generation. Um, but I, I don't think it'll ever leave me. And as long as there's a place that I can pop up a camp, not exactly beside someone, then I'm going to keep doing it because it's awesome yeah. and it's amazing. and It's super easy. But um, with all that being said, if you don't have anything else, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. It is. Uh, we just can't get away from this two hour mark. Yeah, it's a great it's a great mark that we've got going on because yeah. we've got a lot of stuff and we have fun talking. And sometimes we just need to vent or yes. talk talk about silly stuff so um i guess uh, uh man it's been a while like yeah. so I don't, I don't have anything else if you don't have anything else um we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up i i think i remember how this ends uh as always you guys can find me at retronomapod across the board um the best way to get a hold of us or to check out any of the other stuff that we do uh like rick said we'll have a mountain dew flaming hot video posted at some point this week um, you can catch the live video on Twitch and Facebook for the time being. That may change here in the coming weeks. Um, but the easiest and best way to look at any of our stuff, find us, whether it be me or Rick, is at retronomapod.com. You guys can check out some of the YouTube stuff there, listen to the podcast there, uh, plus find all the links to everything, our Discord, uh, YouTubes, Facebooks, all of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, to take us out. The way we always do every week with the weird question of the week. What would your last mill be? Ooh. Ooh, this is interesting. <laughs> I don't know. As always, we appreciate you guys stopping by listening to this week's episode of the Retro Namapod. We love you and we will catch you next week. Good night.